Hey guys, it's Brianna, and we have a very special episode of Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. I got the chance to chat with Nicole Anthony about all things BB21, Big Brother All-Stars, and more, so let's take a listen to that. All right, guys, I'm here with the fabulous Nicole Anthony. Nicole, how's it going? It is going well. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Um, If you're listening to this right now, I'm sure you know who she is already. But for those of you who have been living under a rock, Nicole placed third in uh, Big Brother 21 and was also on the most recent season of Big Brother, BB22, aka Big Brother All-Stars. So Nicole, naturally, I have tons of questions for you. Yes. But we're going to start it off with some fun ones. I have Two questions that I'd like to ask all of my guests just kind of to break the ice and make it a little bit more fun. Okay. So the first one is, if you were given the option, would you clone yourself and why or why not? Oh my gosh, would I clone myself? I feel like my answer would be a no. Really? <laughs> because <laughs> um, Only because like, you know, I always talk about being quirky and being unique and being like, you know, one of a kind, like I am Nicole. So I feel like it kind of takes away from that if you have more than one of yourself. Like we're I get all that. ourselves for a reason. We're all, you know, individuals for a reason. I think I think one Nicole is enough. <laughs> you know, like the, one of me is good. We don't need to. Yeah. See, and I would think of it like strategically. I'm like, okay, well, I can have my clone like work for me and then I can be on vacation you know I'm like I'm trying to think of it as like a strategic thing but that's funny I would never think of it that way I feel like I would also mess it up like you think of those like funny movies with twins and stuff where like oh yeah the other one goes to like I'd mess it up so like uh-huh. <laughs> me and my clone would come to an agreement where one goes to work and one stays home I'd forget leave the house people would like catch us it would it would just be a mess <laughs> you're like I need to keep it simple here no clones yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, and the second one is, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Which would be the rudest? Yeah, and I think oh, I know man. what you're going to say. That's a really tough question. <laughs> I feel like I had, a, oh, which one would be the rudest? Well, I mean, it's birds. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to work around it. I was trying I to think of another thing. to say that. No, Any it has to be specific type of bird? Or just um, all birds? They're all bitches. They're all bitches. I would say, like, um, vultures, especially. Or, oh, like, hawks. yeah. Those are like, scary. They're really, like, mean ones that, like, eat dead bodies. Like, I feel, I don't know. I feel like they're, like, really just, like, mm, cranky. Like, they can't be happy. They have wings. They have feathers. They have beaks. Like, they have no joy. <laughs> yeah, they're not cute. They nope. must be rude. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's get into some some Big Brother stuff. So okay. my first question is just, how have you been since the the season wrapped? Oh, man. Since leaving the season, it's been ups and downs since the season wrapped. Um, a lot more positives. And I mean that with all due respect to all things, um, I love Big Brother. I love production. I love everything about, you know, CBS. It's just um, I had a rough go at it this season. So knowing that it's over kind of really enabled me to like close that book um again not in a negative way just like in a okay now I can move forward way and I think even though I was evicted early I couldn't get that closure 
because the season was still going and, oh, you know, Nicole, these people are still in the house that maybe you weren't aligned with, or these people are still in the house that, you know, got rid of you. How do you feel about it? So it was very like a release almost to, you know, have the season end and um, just move forward with, you know, what I'm doing outside of Big Brother. And again, I love the show. I'm such a huge fan, but um, it's a very different experience when you've been on it, especially when you've been on the season and got evicted. Um, yeah, so I'm happy. I'm, I'm like, I'm better now, if, that's not, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think to your point, like, regardless if you went out second or even like if you won the season regardless of how it went for you it's still a stressful situation so it kind of oh, like absolutely. takes you some time you know to decompress and everything so I totally yeah and that. you know last season having made it to finale you know you and I mm-hmm. guess it's always different when it's you is something I always say you know when you make it to finale you're like oh I've been in that house for three months you know the people that got evicted second or third or fourth like they got to go home but you know flip side of that now that I've experienced the other side of it it's it's very different. The season is still still going while you're home. People are asking you, you know, what you could have done differently, what you would have done differently. You're watching episodes where you might see one of your personal belongings in the background. So yeah. it's very it's a very bizarre experience. Yeah, I can imagine that must be weird. Let's take it back a little bit. So explain to me what it was like when you received the call from CBS to go on Big Brother the first time around. So for 21. Ooh. For VB21, I was at the preschool, and obviously I'm never on my phone at the preschool, so um, it was by, like, luck, grace of whatever that I caught it. Um, The teacher I was working with, we were asking about the toads local to Long Island, uh, because we wanted to start, like, a toad pond in the backyard for, like, the, you know, for the kids, Mm -hmm. and I was looking up, like, frogs and toads, and which ones are native to Long Island, and are you, is it legal to adopt them? How do you (laughs) get frogs? So I'm looking up, like, all this stuff, and uh, my phone rings, and, you know, I don't have a lot of connections, especially out of state, so I'm like, oh, who's calling me from California? So I just reject it, I go about my business, and, you know, you kind of had that one moment of like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, no, nah. I did do, I did apply for that thing. So maybe it's, yeah. Not. And that thing called months ago. <laughs> and then, um, cause you know, I applied in February and this is around May mm-hmm. and I see a voicemail and I was like, no way. And I always said, like, I see myself in that house. I know what's going to happen. So I knew it was going to happen, but when it happens, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> so you know, I saw a voicemail from California. I'm like, there's no way. And I was like, oh, excuse me for a minute. I have to go to the bathroom because I needed to like listen to it right then and there. Yeah. You were like, I "I really need to hear this right away. Yeah. I was in the bathroom at the preschool, quietly listening to my voicemail. And, you know, long story short, it was like, hey, Nicole, this is blah, blah, from Big Brother. We loved your audition tape. We really want to give you a call. And I was overcome with excitement. I know how important it is to keep it to yourself so you don't get thrown off the show. Right. So I couldn't tell anybody, um, but I was ecstatic that day um, when I, you know, was picked up by my parents. I was so hyper and excited. They're like, oh, you know, did you get a raise? Did you get a promotion? <laughs> and I was like, no. And they're like, like, it's just oh, a great son day. of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, they were like, son of a bitch, they called you back. I was like, yep. <laughs> So it was a very, um, very exciting experience, very fun experience. Every step of the way, I just got more and more eager, more and more excited. Like I knew I was going to end up in the house. I knew 
I knew once I got the call that I was going to end up there. So I was like ready for finals. I was ready to start the adventure. Um, it was good times. Oh, that's awesome. And then, so compare that to when you got the call the second time around for All Stars. Uh, second time around, it's tough because again, Nicole, like I, you try to um, put yourself in perspective from your original season. This mm-hmm. is something that um, Tyler, Crispin, and I spoke about. And, um, you know, when you first get that first call, you're so excited. You're naive to it all. You yeah, you don't know what you get yourself into just yet. Yeah, and like, you, exactly. You have no idea. And I'm, you know, little old Nicole from Long Island. I never went away to school, never been on a plane, never had social media. Wow, I didn't so, realize you'd never been on a plane before. Never. <laughs> so my first plane was finals. So that was so many new experiences. Yeah. And it's new as you're going through it. And when you're on day one, you don't necessarily know how long a hundred days feels and you know what it's like to watch your favorite show all summer, mm-hmm. you know, three nights a week for an hour, but you don't understand, Oh, this is 24 hours a day, every day for a hundred days with the same people that you can't trust and who are you fighting with and who are you not aligned with and who made you cry. <laughs> and so <laughs> getting the call the second time yes you have that excitement of like oh my god I love big brother this is amazing but you know that also that part of your brain that's like okay this is tough I've been through this before the days are longer than you think the season's longer than you think and I just did it I think had I been out of it longer I would have fared better but Mm -hmm. I think having just gotten out of it it impacted me a lot more than I expected, which is why when I got the phone call the second time, and again, this is not me knocking the show or production or anything, because they were all tremendous. I just did a double take of like, okay, they called me. I have to be locked in a house again. I had yeah, a, lot you're a little of, hesitant, you know? Yeah, I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of um, nights where I couldn't sleep. I felt like I couldn't breathe because like, oh my God, I'm gonna be locked in a house again. So there was a lot more... Uh, reservations being called this time. So what ultimately made you say yes to it? A couple things. You know, it is all stars and allegedly, I don't know, but allegedly you get paid to return. (laughs) Um, And as somebody who, you know, I still live at home. I have a lot of things. I would love a car. I would love an apartment. So, you know, building toward that, that was a huge contributing factor. Got to get that check, girl. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, I ended up saying to myself, the anxiety I feel saying yes will never be more than the regret I'll have if I don't say yes. Right. And I, I told my family, like, I know myself, I can't be sitting here in November and be like, I said no to a once in a lifetime opportunity to even have the title period of all-star what mm-hmm. could have happened and yes we saw how things went I didn't fare the best I went home second but I couldn't imagine being on the other side of it being like I said no to my favorite tv show all-stars I said no to that title I said no to representing everything and everyone I represent another season so in talking with you know the producers and you know um the CBS psychiatrist and whatnot I was like listen the resentment and regret I will have for myself after the fact is going to be so much worse than the anxiety I, f- I feel now. And I just have to put myself through that uncomfortable situation again, just so I know I did it. Yeah. And I think I can speak on behalf of like a lot of Big Brother fans to say that we were very happy to see you on, on All Stars this season, regardless of how long you're in the house. So 
We appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna name each of your fellow house guests from Big Brother 22. And I want you to give me one word or phrase that comes to mind, like right off the bat. Okay. Okay. And these are in no particular order. They're just a a mix. Okay. Okay. Davon. Oh my gosh. Funny as hell. Janelle. Strong woman. Memphis. Oh, uh, Memphis. Um, <laughs> um, alpha male. Kevin. <gasps> My love buggy. <laughs> Enzo. <laughs> it is what it is, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nicole F. Uh, um, quirky, but strategic. Ian. Very smart. Danny. Oh, she's a good one. Um, just like, I'm trying to keep it different because I don't want to use the same words because she is very strong, like, mm-hmm. like unapologetically herself. She's a very like independent woman. Oh yeah. That's a good, that's a good description of her. Christmas. Um, alpha female. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Oh gosh. Um, a fellow empath through and through. Yeah, I could see that. Keisha. Ah, uh, um, unexpected and a delight. Like I really, she's somebody that I absolutely adore outside of the house. And I didn't, not that I didn't think I like her. I just didn't think we connect and she, I love her. Awesome. Kaser. Kaser. Um, humble and understanding. David. David is family. Aw, Cody. Cody's a beast. <laughs> and last but certainly certainly not least, Bailey. Bailey is, I always say this, stunningly beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, for sure. Like, how is that even humanly natural? <laughs> I'm I'm offended personally. Like, that's not fair. She's so right? beautiful. That's how I feel about it. Like, and like when you meet her in person, you're just like no you're not <laughs> like real. nobody wakes up looking like that nobody goes to bed like, surely like that's a filter and then you see her in person and you're like yep. nope that's just her face she is the example of like a real life filter yeah like you meet her and you're just like what i can see that how how <laughs> like i need i need whatever i need whatever she's drinking eating lotion <laughs> i don't know <laughs> give me the regimen <laughs> so my next question is and I think like a lot of fans have had said this this season, and I, I feel like a lot of people on Twitter were talking about it, that it seemed almost like a lot of the competitions were like more geared towards the men than the women. And I know that competitions are not always going to be the same level of difficulty for everybody. But for mm-hmm. example, like the very first HOH, they had that maze where you had to balance the ball and get it in the hole and it was like okay the guys had the rooms that were really close to them and all the girls had the ones that were far away or there was that veto where you had to hold up that like paddle thing to balance the ball and it looked heavy as hell and I'm like why does it just seem like all of the competitions are geared towards the men did you feel that way when you were in the house like did you feel like oh none of the like none of the women Mm. are going to win any competitions because all these comps are like big, strong guy comps. 
I think what I will say about, like, that first competition is I did win that first part. Yeah. And, yes, I know it was a two-parter and I didn't win HOH, but I don't really count that. I still, you know, count that as a win. So the way I see it is, like, damn, like, I won a comp and the only other female to do so was Christmas. Um, right. So a part of me is, like, good job, Nicole, eh? Like, pat on the back. But then another part of me is, like, wait it was four males and mm -hmm. only two females. So are me and Christmas like spectacular? Well, maybe so, but also why were other women not able to finish it? So that was, you know, something that I didn't really understand and, until I watched it back and I was like, oh, the women had further rooms. And I don't know if that's picked randomly. I don't know yeah. if that's chosen um, beforehand. Like, I don't really know how that works specifically, but I think in general, and obviously my veto competition the week I went home was a bicep comp that mm -hmm. I would have never won in any way, shape or form. But um, I think to maybe squash the, you know, the online, you know, wonderings and, you know, speculations and whatnot, I think it would help to have things announced in advance. Yeah, um, that's, that's so, so true. I never thought of that before, actually. I think. I think, you know, something that my co-host and I always talk about is like maybe a week prior, just be like next week on Big Brother, you'll see, and just announce what everything's going to be prior to knowing who the HOH is, is that won't be able to play or prior to knowing who the nominations are, just so the fandom can accuse, you know, production of like, mm, you picked this comp after the nominees were named. Um, and in that sense too, maybe with that original comp, I think they did different rooms each time just so it was more dynamic mm -hmm. for the viewer. But I mean, in that sense, we all weren't seeing each other play. So maybe just have us each, you know, get to the same ball landing spot. Like maybe just make us all have to, you know, get to the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. I had um, that conversation with my co-host. I was like, why wouldn't they just choose the same room? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Especially since we couldn't watch each other. But what I will say in general, too, because me and my sisters have been going back watching a lot of the old Fear Factors with Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I said, I kind of wish Big Brother did more so of like the psychological. And they do here and there. Like last year, we had the activities with the smelling and the snakes. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but I kind of wish they did more psychological, like the pressure cooker from years ago, like the one from what was it, season 10, where they had to lay in dirt and have water hit them and pretend they were a flower. Like, I think, you know, more psychological where the average Joe or Jane, like myself, is able to do it. And yes, athletic comps, I love them, like, go for it. But um, someone like me, it's a, it's a little bit more tough. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking, there were a couple of comps I was looking for this season that I, I didn't see. Like, you guys didn't have a spelling competition this season, did you? Um, I don't no. think so, right? And that's always one of my favorites. And I feel like they haven't done that one in a while. So you're totally right that it seemed like there were a lot more of the physical competitions. And I think people have said that over the years, like the amount of physical comps has gone up and the amount of yeah. mental or psychological comps has gone down, which I understand from a TV perspective, like it's more exciting to watch something where people are like mm -hmm. running around or hanging on to something or endurance or whatever. But I don't know, for some of us super fans, it's like we look for these staple comps and then it also makes it more interesting because it gives more people opportunities to win. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I know, you know, from watching the show for like 10 years, I 
the ones that I go, oh, I do so well in that would be something like the pressure cooker. And yes, I guess you could argue anybody can do that, but that's why I like it. And it's more so a test of like your mental mm-hmm. stamina and, you know, if you could withstand it. And that's something I love to like, like if I look at like a rope bridge with climb this wall, jump over this thing, climb back down, jump to this. Like I look at that and I go, okay, I'm going to attempt it. I'm going to do my best, but I'm probably not going to win versus, you know, a Mickey or a Cody or a Memphis. Whereas, you know, something like a pressure cooker, it's like, all right, we're all on the even playing field. Let's do this. At least I know I can give them a run for their money. Yeah. And it's a different type of strength. Like there's something to be said for mental strength too. So that's, yes, that's um, definitely important. I think. How did COVID-19 affect everything? Cause you guys had, not only was it a unique season because of all stars, but then you also had the added layer of the pandemic. So from the production side and then like mentally, how did COVID-19 affect, affect the game for you? That's a perfect segue because that goes back to what we were just saying in regards to the comps. And again, mm-hmm. production does such a stellar job. And that's why even with COVID, I think we saw a lot of the comps be the way they were because they had to be simpler. We yeah. couldn't, even OTEV, there was no water. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, they were just like on, I shouldn't say just, it's very difficult, <laughs> the um, Crisco, but there was no water because, you know, they had to be careful. There wasn't a lot of setup because they don't want production in the backyard. They don't want setups that need production on the roof monitoring it um they want the setup to be simple so that it doesn't require a lot of you know contact between people so i do understand a lot of the comps being um quote unquote simpler like my veto where we had to hold up a thing yeah Um, so i think that's what like definitely i noticed this season compared to last season like um just like in regard to the um costumes maybe for comps like there Mm -hmm. wouldn't nearly as many costume drop-offs in the storage room and again that's because of COVID they wanted as least amount of you know contact between ourselves and the PAs and whatnot as possible. Which makes total sense. Yeah so that makes a lot of sense so I think you know in regard to COVID it affected the dynamic in the house not only between production and us but I think also between us I think and you know this is maybe me making assumptions but I think going through COVID and the lockdown and, you know, not really having social contact for a number of months, I think it kind of put people um, in like, I don't know, in a position where maybe we're not as comfortable communicating as we used to be face-to-face. It puts you on edge a little. Yeah, I think, you know, last season we were a lot more like, hey, oh my God, let's hug. We're like all like puppies. Let's hang out together in the same room. And maybe because it's all stars and people have been through it before. But I think there was a lot more like, oh, okay, we don't have a mask on. We're able to sit next to each other. So I think that was a definitely a big adjustment upon work first walking into the house because, you know, we've all lived for at least, oh my gosh, what, six months with, you know, social distancing and masks and don't do this, don't do that. So it was very weird to get into the house and be like, all right, we've all been tested. We're all negative. We're in this big brother bubble. And that just contributes to the whole air of like fake life. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. sure. So there was, there was a lot of good stuff that happened this season, but then there were some things that were not so great Um, from like bullying to microaggressions. What did you make of all of the drama that occurred this season? I know that you saw a lot of it after you got out of the house, but I was curious what you make of it all. Uh, I, I was, I am, I should say more frustrated than anything. And 
you know, getting off last season and seeing or hearing about, you know, racist comments, misogynistic comments, bullying that occurred, you know, I've seen other seasons of Big Brother where that wasn't necessarily the case and maybe mm-hmm. because it is the change in times or the greater amount on social media and whatnot. But when I came off last season and found out my season was known as like, oh, the racist season, it's like season 15, it's so bad. I was so disappointed. I was disgusted. I'm like, oh, I don't want to have that kind of experience. I don't want that for, you know, to be what my group is remembered for. Like, that's so unfortunate. So going into All Stars, again, going back to getting the call, my my one sister, she said to me, she's like, Nicole, is this something that you want to do again? Like, yeah, you didn't expect, you know, to be locked out of a room last season. You didn't expect some of the things that happened. And it was kind of traumatizing. Like, do you really want to go through that again? And my response was, you know what? These are all stars. They've all been through it before. They know what it's like to have cameras on you 24-7. They're grown up. They have kids. They have spouses. They have jobs. Like, they know better than, say, a 22-year-old influencer that just got recruited. So I'm like, you know, it's going to be different. All stars will be different. They know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I, and coming off and hearing things that people have said or done, it was very disappointing and very frustrating. I think even more so than last season, because then I just had this moment of like, well, that's just sad. Like that just says a lot about society that even returning all-stars, you know, aren't, aren't better. And we have to be better in general as a people. We have to be better in general reality TV or not. So seeing All-Stars act the same way, like I expected more. I expected them to be better. So it was very, it it hurt. It hurt to see it. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, come on now. Like, how can this be happening again with a return group? So it was, it was a lot to take in. Yeah. And I think a lot of what you just said is echoing what fans are feeling as well. So it's good to know that, uh, Some of you guys who were on the inside also had that same feeling. Absolutely. One more Big Brother question before we get into some fun ones. This is like super hard-hitting stuff, so like be really prepared. Oh, gosh. Big Brother question. I'm ready. Did you ever get your PB&J socks back? (laughs) I did. Okay, Um, good. It's so funny to me that – you know, they do a segment on mm-hmm. everybody requesting things and I do not, I, I don't think that's a big secret. I think people know my, um, my personality type. Like I don't go in there and ask for food or the lights to be off or the temperature to be hotter or colder or the hot tub. Like that's just not my nature. I was brought up, you get what you get, you don't get upset. You're <laughs> so, just however, I was also brought up that like, you know, what's yours is yours. You, you right. don't steal, you don't. So it drove me insane that I couldn't find my PB&J socks because I spoke to David about them. Obviously, David and I ate PB&Js together a lot last season. So on premiere night, I'm like, David, I brought PB&J socks. You have to see them. Like, they weren't even in my big suitcase. They were in my little carry-on Big Brother bag. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to show them. And then I couldn't find them. And I'm like, did they roll under the have-not bed? Did they fall out of my suitcase? Did I lose them? Like, that really stinks. Like, how did I lose them from point A to point B? Right. So it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to ask production. I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to say, listen, can you roll back the tapes and see if you've seen them? If you, if you know where they went, did I drop them? I'm like, you don't have to answer me because I know everything's confidential, but you know, if someone on production could just keep an eye out and if they find them, return them to me postseason, that'd be greatly appreciated. Cause I was so upset that I lost like, you know, one of my favorite pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. So 
long story short, um, me and David were both on the block. I was outside and David came outside. He said, Nicole, I have something for you. And I'm like, yeah. And to be honest, I think everybody outside thought we were suddenly on Survivor and David was giving me half his immunity idol. Because uh-huh. like, what? what is that? What is he giving you? And I'm like, oh my God, it's my socks. And he found them in the storage room. Um, oh, a, little no way. Birdie, a little birdie dropped them off because they were being checked for um, copyright imaging. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so they were, uh, they were taken originally, but they were dropped off in the storage room and David found them in there. And I was since reunited. Um, there's a picture of them on my Instagram for any and all curious. <laughs> and they are the cutest socks ever. And if you see them, you will understand why I was requesting them. So okay, the moral great. of that story is I wasn't requesting something additional. I was just inquiring about something I lost. You weren't asking for a bunny like Kaser. You just no. wanted your damn socks back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got them back. I was very worried. And ever since I saw that segment, I was so like, much. did she ever get her socks? So I'm glad I, I know, know. Right? It's like the mystery. And I really wish they showed like the clip of um, David finding them. Yeah, that would have been funny. be the mystery of anybody that watches that season. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, shifting gears a little bit away from Big Brother, I saw on Instagram that you dyed your hair just the other day. What inspired you to switch it I up? I did. Oh, gosh. Um, just change. Change is good. I, mm-hmm. since getting out of the house, um, not that these really go hand in hand, but just in general, I finally um, started therapy. Uh, it's something awesome. that I avoided. Not avoided, but since last year, I was like, I'm fine. I don't need it. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm okay. And then, you know, after kind of having a breakdown this season, I realized I need it. Um, so I started therapy and I like moving forward. I like change. I don't like the feeling of being stuck or being stagnant. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I needed to break that Nicole is a redhead from Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it's kind of like, you know, when teenagers rebel and they tell their parents, I'm dying my hair blue, mom, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's just kind of like, I am Nicole, no matter what I don't, you know what I mean? Like I am not defined by this is redhead Nicole from BB 21 and BB 22. Like I, I'm still just Nicole. And prior to big brother, I've had blonde hair, platinum hair, platinum was shaved on the sides, brown on the sides. Um, shaved on only one side, red, purple, lavender, pink. Like I've had every color. Um, but prior to big brother, I had it like mid length and red and, um, I started growing it out. I started letting the red wash out. And obviously in returning to big brother, everybody has their caricature. Everybody has their traits. Um, so I went, I had to go back to the red, um, which is fine because I do love the red, but then it just came to a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to go back to like Nicole pre Big Brother that would change her hair like every year and, you know, wasn't known or caricatured for one certain thing. So it, it just feels good. That's a very long answer, but change is good. And I feel like I'm like moving forward as just Nicole and it's a good feeling. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I think yeah. it, in general, it's like when you see a girl switching up her hair, you, you're like, oh, she, something's changing. She's turning yeah. a new leaf. She's got a new hairstyle. What's going on? It's like such a, it's such a release, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Do you have a favorite like hair color or hairstyle you've done or do you just like them all for different reasons? Oh man. Um, I mean, definitely the red is a big one. Red is some, that's the first color I ever dyed my hair in high school. It was like an Auburn. I had it for years. Um, 
and that's what's funny that so many people know me as a redhead because that's what I've had I had for so so long mm-hmm. and I ended up breaking out of it prior to Big Brother. Um, I do miss my short pixie cut um, with the shaved on the side. I, so it was barely any hair, but it was easy to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, you just wake up, kind of go, and that's it. <laughs> um, so I do miss that. I will admit I am slightly tempted to go back to short or to shave one or both sides, oh, but I know it. I haven't had my hair long, this that's long true. since maybe senior year of high school yeah so I, i'm like aha uh-huh. it took a long time to get it back to this length and once you shave it that's it so um i would say favorite currently is the black that i have now only because awesome. that's the phase i'm in yeah but looking back i would have to say um i really like having it like shaved on the side just different yeah for sure yeah i think you can <laughs> live it and love it in your long hair for a little while. And then once you get sick of it, chop it off. It's just That's hair. true. That's true. I haven't had it long for a long time. So I think I should just leave it and see how, see how it goes. Yeah. Give it some time. Um, if anyone wants to go see what Nicole's new hair looks like, check out her Instagram because it looks awesome. Ah, uh, thanks. Of course. After Big Brother, you kind of switched gears from teaching and started pursuing your podcasting. So what was it like deciding not to go back to teaching? Um, I would say it kind of just seamlessly happened. Um, something that I always share is I went to school for English and then I declared secondary education. So teaching at like the middle school, high school level, and something I always wanted to do is maybe become like an English professor. So that was always like on the back burner, but I didn't really know what to do career wise. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not certified yet. So I can't jump into like a high school environment. Um, so where do I go? So I ended up working at the preschool with my sisters. I love the preschool, love the staff, love the kiddos. Um, but I knew it wasn't where I was meant to end up. Like I knew it wasn't my wheelhouse. Like I didn't go to school for that. Like my sisters did. My sisters are tremendous. Um, so getting off my brother BB 21, it was already October. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go back right away. I'm not ready. Maybe I'll go back in January. So I took a couple months off and then that's just when um, my co-host Eric and I like met, we started talking about things, we started bouncing ideas off each other, you know, me being an English major, I love to hear myself talk, I love to explain things, <laughs> um, so, you know, it just kind of seamlessly happened where it was like, hey, do you want to start covering the circle together? Oh, that was awesome, do you want to cover BB Canada together? Okay, and it just like kept on building up steam until, you know, we then created Hello Friends podcast, you know, Just Us, um, and then, it's been going from there. And I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm very happy with Hello Friends podcast. I feel like um, something I share in my intro package this season of Big Brothers, I finally found my niche. And -hmm. I know people know me as, you know, preschool aide from BB21. But what's tough is the people that say like, oh, she changed so much. She ditched the preschool. And it's like, no, because if you knew me prior, like Mm -hmm. my family does, like my sisters do, that wasn't, my end goal that wasn't my niche that wasn't oh this is what I went to school to do I just landed there to have you know it sounds horrible but to have a job and I loved it but I knew it wasn't where I was meant to end up so I like again change different moving forward and I'm with the podcast right now I absolutely love it I feel content I don't feel like oh gosh this is not where I'm meant to be so I'm very happy with that 
Yeah. And you guys are crushing it too. And newsflash for who anybody, anybody who is, is like, why is she switching? Why is she changing? Even if you were deciding to do the podcast just because you're on Big Brother, like that's cool too, you guys. People change when things in their lives change, when they go through an experience like that. Maybe they want to switch up their career. So what? Yeah. Let yeah, them I do think, it. Exactly. I've, I've had people, you know, they'll show me, you know, a picture or whatever, or a clip of me entering the BB21 house. And they'd be like, what happened to her? And I'm like, well, that, that girl's been through a lot. That yeah, girl, right? you know, she's been through, and I, again, I love Big Brother with all my heart, but that girl's been through, you know, the trauma of BB21. She's been through finally being away from home and you know exploring and traveling and living with a group of people and living with people of different genders and orientations like it was a lot of exposure and I got off the show went to a lot of meet and greets and you know all different things and again traveling out of the country getting a passport I never had any of that social media so it's not change is not bad it's not what happened to this girl right yeah that that girl is still in me but i've since grown i've experienced things i've seen things and i'm working toward you know nicole 2.0 or 3.0 whatever it may be so i it kind of irritates you when people like well what what happened to nicole that entered ninth grade she's very different now what happened to nicole that entered middle school she's very different now so i think you know like you were saying it has to go back to people understanding that growth happens change happens i could literally wake up tomorrow and be like you know what i'm going back to school to be a nurse and you know that's just the way life works sometimes exactly like people change and it's not always a bad thing i know that a lot of people don't like change and when they have people that they look up to or even like tv show characters or whatever and then they meet the actor in real life and you're like that's not how i know you on tv yeah it's like well people change they're not exactly listen, who you think they are sometimes I, and pe- yeah, I'm the first to admit, I was always that person like, oh gosh, this person got a podcast. Everybody and their mother has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person left Big Brother and became an influencer. This person quit their job. To... And like, I'll admit, I was one of those very judgment, not very judgmental, but I was like, oh, of course. And yeah, it happens. Having been on reality TV and, you know, being in the realm. Yeah, it definitely happens. And that's life. And I am now one of those people that has a podcast and, you know, everybody has their place in this world. Everybody has their lane. There's room for all of us. And if you like it, follow it. And if you don't, don't. Exactly. When opportunities present themselves, take them. Why not? Exactly. Um, would you ever do any other reality TV shows aside from Big Brother? Um, my answer, like right in this moment, which I've been saying for the last couple like weeks, month, um, is no. Mm-hmm. But I know, <laughs> I know that's a brain answer and not a heart answer. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like with everything, you know, your heart kind of takes over. Um, again, I love change. I love different experiences. So I would love, you know, down the line, if you know maybe not right now or not next year, but, you know, Amazing Race is something I would love to do just to travel. I've never, oh, you know, traveled out of the country with the exception of Canada. So I'd love to do that. Um, I love The Circle. Mm-hmm. I think that's a tremendous show. It's Big Brother, but in a room. Um, but again, that's something that, you know, maybe down the line. I think one thing I noticed in living in the All-Star House is a lot of the people that are in their 30s or, you know, 40s, they're at a different point in their life. And I, and I think, maybe future Nicole 
will fare better um, and be stronger in a reality environment. I think two seasons in a row at 24, 25 years old <laughs> did a lot, um, as much as I hate to admit it. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe future Nicole, maybe that's in the, in the cards for her. Give it a couple of years and then we'll yeah. see and we'll talk. Um, <laughs> last but not least, give us a shameless plug. Tell everyone what you're up to and where they can find you. Uh, my co-host Eric and I have the Hello Friends podcast. It is audio version on Spotify, Stitcher, Google um, Play, and Apple Podcasts. And our video shows broadcast everywhere under Hello Friends podcast. So that is on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and in the TV Co app. Um, actually, starting today, we're rolling out our new plan because we just wrapped up Big Brother 22 exit interviews. So we are rock and rolling forward as Hello Friends. New plan, new outline, um, new artwork. We're looking forward to a lot of amazing guests from reality TV, but also beyond that. And um, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. And we love yes. Eric. To show, so shout out to him. Eric. <laughs> yeah, Eric. Thank you so much, Nicole. This has been awesome. I really appreciate Likewise. you taking the time out to chat with me. Yes. Thank you for having me so much. Yeah, of course. And everybody, make sure you go follow her everywhere. That's going to do it. Thanks so much for listening. And again, a huge thank you to Nicole Anthony for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me. Um, To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag OBrotherPodcast on social media. You can find me at It's Me Really Everywhere. Talk to you next time. Bye.